0: Elegant, intelligent, capable, loving, majestic, beautiful, elegant, intelligent, capable, loving, majestic. Democracy minus self-determination is rigged against us. The highest expression of democracy is self-determination, period. And that is what we are fighting for in Great Africa. Nothing more, nothing less.
1: When we, we talk about coups, coup d'etats, I very badly see. There's no question about it. But people need to go beyond just hearing coup d'etats and look at what is the possible origin of these courts, and the courts also presupposes that these are just uh, Mm -hmm. military people taking over power from constitutional or civilian governments, Mm -hmm. but you have to understand also that there are some very bad civilian governments too. So that's one thing leads to another, and therefore in, in analyzing that, you want to see what is the cause, what is the cause of this bad thing that has happened, and then fix that. So when you look at uh, governance generally, you want to look at which place that is able to look at or look after its own people, make the very vestments we are talking about so that, uh, people and countries can thrive. Mm -hmm. This bad governance and cause are not confined to Africa. In fact, they have association with the interaction of the rest of the world, particularly those countries that, as of origin, as we know, who were either the colonizers or and even after colonial times, actually the sort of uh, relationship between those who were colonized by, with the colonizers uh, stayed in a different form and stayed affecting the people of the continent. One example is the incredible amount of control those people still exercise in the continent. You find those coups or bad governance happening on the watch of the very people who colonize those countries and still working with them as as if nothing is happening. When things go wrong, of course, uh, you are right to blame the Africans. I think for me, I would blame them for having allowed it in the first place, having allowed that people from outside should come to any country, to Africa, and start telling people what to do, what not to do, and when things go wrong, they just jump the ship and start blaming uh, the very people they told to do what they did and later on backfire.
0: Niger has now planned to punish all those involved in threatening a military attack on Niger after the coup. In this respect, Nigeria and its president, Bola Ahmed Tinubu, in addition to the ECOWAS, have become a tool for the West to reverse the coup in Niger. ECOWAS, being presided over by Nigeria's president, earlier gave an ultimatum to Niger to reverse its coup or face a military intervention. Yes, Nigeria, an African country, was threatening another African country. Hence, Niger has now decided to punish not only Nigeria, but entire Europe. To present an example of what Niger can do, it recently announced a total ban on all exports of liquefied petroleum gas, also called cooking gas, to all countries, including Nigeria. However, Niger clearly said that if Nigeria, ECOWAS, and Europe, did not leave Niger alone, it would end the trans-Saharan gas pipeline that is so important for the entire Europe. Government of Niger officially announced on Tuesday that it is immediately suspending all exports of liquefied petroleum gas, LPG, commonly known as cooking gas, until further notice. As reported by Reuters, NMEA's authorities stressed the importance of prioritizing domestic production to meet the country's own demands. They clarified that in the event of a surplus, businesses can apply for authorization to resume exports. You should know that Niger mainly exports gas to its neighboring nation, Nigeria. Notably, both countries signed a memorandum of understanding for petroleum product importation in 2020. The agreement was formally signed in the presence of the respective ministers of state for petroleum with Timipre Silva representing Nigeria and Fumikoy Gado representing the Niger Republic. Silva commented at the time, this is a significant step forward. The Niger Republic has surplus products that need to be evacuated and Nigeria has the market for these products. This is going to be a mutually beneficial relationship. However, now as Nigeria started going against Niger, LPG supply could not continue due to the growing tensions. This will undoubtedly put Nigeria in a difficult situation as it desperately needs the LPG. You should know that liquefied petroleum gas is utilized for cooking, heating, and vehicles, and it has seen a substantial price increase in Nigeria, surging to an unprecedented level of 1,000 Nigerian naira per kilogram from its previous price of 750 naira. The Nigerian Association of Liquefied Petroleum Gas Marketers had previously warned of potential price surges due to fluctuations in foreign exchange rates and international market activities. Now, Niger plans to use this surplus LPG in various other activities inside the country, which the people of Niger have welcomed. In response to the removal of fuel subsidies and to alleviate transportation difficulties for residents within the state, the governor of Niger state, Muhammad Bago, has procured 200 compressed natural gas powered buses. He disclosed this initiative during a dinner for members of the House of Representatives press corps in Minna, the state's capital. He also revealed the state government's intention to sign a memorandum of understanding with a rice processing plant in Kano to directly purchase paddy rice produced in Niger state. The governor emphasized that, as part of the state's infrastructure development plan, contracts have been awarded for the construction of a 566 kilometer road network spanning the state. But why special attention is being paid to ensure Nigeria does not get Niger's LPG? Well, the answer lies in the Nigerian president's role in encouraging ECOWAS to intervene in Niger's internal matters and carry out military intervention. He has requested Nigeria's parliament to permit him to invade Niger. You can understand how Niger would be seeing him and cutting off LPG exports to Nigeria is just a start. Due to the Nigerian president, West Africa's regional bloc declared that military intervention in coup-led Niger was being viewed as a last resort. Simultaneously, Nigeria cut off its electricity supplies, putting pressure on the country's coup leaders. In Nigeria's capital Abuja, West African military chiefs convened to devise a response while a delegation arrived in Nigeria for negotiations. This occurred a week after the coup that shook the fragile nation. The economic community of West African states leaders imposed trade and financial sanctions, giving the coup leaders a one-week ultimatum to reinstate Niger's democratically elected president or face the potential use of force. Abdel Fattah Moussa, the ECOWAS Commissioner for Political Affairs, Peace and Security, affirmed that the military option is the very last option on the table, but ECOWAS has to prepare for the eventuality. A team from ECOWAS, led by former Nigerian leader Abdul Salami Abubakar, was in Niger for talks. Nigeria, the current chair of ECOWAS, representing West Africa's military and economic powerhouse, has pledged to take a firm stance against the increasing incidence of coups in the region since 2020. Nigeria's power company, Nigelec, confirmed that it had cut off electricity supply to Niger as a result of the sanctions. Niger, one of the world's poorest countries, relies on Nigeria for 70% of its power. Mali and Burkina Faso, both under junta rule, have warned that any military intervention in their neighbor would be considered a declaration of war against them. Moscow called for an urgent national dialogue in Niger and cautioned that threats of intervention will not help ease tensions or calm the domestic situation. The World Bank also announced that it was suspending aid to Niger, excluding private sector partnerships. Russia later issued a warning, stating that any military intervention in Niger would result in a protracted confrontation. This came after the regional bloc, ECOWAS, revealed its plans to assemble a standby force. According to the Russian Foreign Ministry, such an intervention would cause destabilization across the Sahel region. However, the United States, which backed efforts to reinstate the deposed leader, Mohamed Bazoum, claimed that its Wagner mercenary group was taking advantage of the instability. Later, supporters of the coup, some of whom were waving Russian flags, staged protests near a French military base close to the capital city of Niamey. They chanted slogans like, down with France, down with ECOWAS. The bloc emphasized that it remained open to finding a diplomatic solution to the crisis. Nevertheless, Nigeria's president Bola Tinubu stated that no option was taken off the table, including the use of force as a last resort. The United States did not explicitly endorse military action but called on the junta to step aside and allow the restoration of the country's democratic constitution. But teaching Nigeria a lesson was not the only goal. Since France and the whole of Europe seems to support ECOWAS's military intervention in Niger, it was decided that Europe should also be taught a lesson Therefore, Niger has given a clear warning that if Europe intervenes in Niger's internal matters in any way, Niger will end the Trans-Saharan gas pipeline. That's when we come to know that the Trans-Saharan gas pipeline means the future for Europe. The Trans-Saharan gas pipeline also referred to as the Niggle pipeline and Trans-African gas pipeline emerged as an idea in the 1970s to enhance the European Union's gas supplies. Note that the objective behind the pipeline was first to allow Europe to diversify its energy suppliers. This pipeline was only meant for Europe's energy security since it was heavily dependent on Russia for natural gas. Later, in January 2002, the Nigerian National Petroleum Corporation and Algeria's national oil and gas company, Sonatrach, laid the foundation for the project by signing a Memorandum of Understanding. Subsequently, in June 2005, NNPC and Sonatrac partnered with Pennspin Limited to undertake a feasibility study, which was successfully completed in September 2006. The study confirmed the pipeline's technical and economic viability. On February 20, 2009, NNPC and Sonatrack reached an agreement to advance with the draft Memorandum of Understanding involving three governments and a joint venture agreement. On July 3, 2009, in Abuja, the energy ministers of Nigeria, Niger, and Algeria signed an intergovernmental agreement marking a significant milestone for the pipeline. Niger had a crucial role. Since it is located between Nigeria and Algeria, its geography presents it with valuable opportunities. If the gas pipeline is to be successful, Nigeria has to build a pipeline that will go from the country to Niger entering Algeria and then Europe. But if Niger declines to join, the whole pipeline project will collapse. Here's a reminder to please like and share 2022. The ministers of energy from Algeria, Nigeria, and Niger inked a memorandum of understanding for the execution of the Trans-Saharan gas pipeline project, signifying substantial progress in the project's development. The pipeline's route initiates in Nigeria's Wari region, extending north through Niger until reaching Hasi Aramel in Algeria. In Hasi Aramel, it will connect to existing pipelines, including Trans-Mediterranean, Maghreb Europe, Medgaz, and Galsi, collectively supplying Europe from Algeria's Mediterranean coast. The total length of the TSGP is projected to span 4,128 kilometers, including 1,037 kilometers in Nigeria, 841 kilometers in Niger, and 2,310 kilometers in Algeria. Anticipated to have an annual capacity of up to 30 billion cubic meters of natural gas, the pipeline is expected to feature a diameter ranging from 48 to 56 inches. The initial expectations aimed for it to be operational by 2015, with an estimated investment of around US$10 billion for the pipeline and an additional $3 billion for gas gathering centers. The construction and operation of the pipeline are envisioned as a partnership between the NNPC, Sonatrak, and the Republic of Niger. Initially, NNPC and Sonatrach were slated to jointly hold 90% of the shares, while Niger would retain the remaining 10%. Various international entities, including Russia's Gazprom, India's Gale, France's Total SA, Italy's SpA, and Royal Dutch Shell, have expressed interest in participating in the project. The Algerian and Nigerian energy ministers have conveyed that potential partners must offer more than just financial support to be part of the project. In June 2022, energy ministers from Algeria, Niger, and Nigeria breathed new life into a long-standing project that aims to construct a gas pipeline across the Sahara Desert. This ambitious undertaking, referred to as the Trans-Saharan Gas Pipeline, sought to link Nigeria's extensive Wari hydrocarbon fields with Algeria's hassi Ramel feeder hub along the Mediterranean coast. If this initiative gains traction, it will open up substantial business opportunities in the domains of design and construction, demanding the participation of various specialized suppliers. American suppliers, in particular, are waiting to reap the benefits of this mega project. Opportunities include a wide range of services and products including management services, gas compression stations, trenching excavators, pipeline sections, pipe layers, x-ray welding, pumps, fittings, valves, flanges, gaskets, high-pressure flow control technologies, pipeline integrity testing and inspection, advanced high-corrosion solutions, and flow measurement and maintenance technology. However, this dream can only be realized if Niger wants to. But as Europe has shown its side against Niger, The Trans-Saharan Gas Pipeline Project, considered crucial for its entry into the European gas market, is facing significant challenges. The project's future is uncertain following the military coup in Niger in July, prompting the Nigeria-led regional bloc ECOWAS to contemplate troop deployment. Therefore, Nigeria, ECOWAS, and Europe, not Niger, became the reason for risking the pipeline. Experts believe that Algeria's strong interest in mediating the Niger crisis might be tied to the Trans-Saharan pipeline. Mali and Burkina Faso, also led by military governments, have expressed their willingness to support Niger in the event of an ECOWAS invasion. This further makes the situation more delicate. Europe, Nigeria, Algeria, and ECOWAS have to understand that the pipeline's future relies on Niger only. Therefore. Instead of going for an offensive and self-sabotaging the pipeline, they have to think about it peacefully. They must understand that if Niger is pushed to a corner, it will use its security pact with Mali and Burkina Faso to get out of the situation. But once it's out, the first thing it will do is to ensure that the trans-Saharan gas pipeline collapses. This proves that the trans-Saharan gas pipeline is more than a need for Europe, it's a necessity. Europe is actively in pursuit of dependable alternative energy sources, particularly natural gas, given the deterioration of its energy relations with Russia. In this respect, the Trans-Saharan gas pipeline has become a blessing for Europe, for which it can go beyond its limits. With energy poverty on the rise across the European continent, the TSGP project holds the promise of ushering in a new era of energy reliability for Europe. Once the $13 billion pipeline is completed, it could potentially transport up to 30 billion cubic meters of gas annually from Nigeria, located in West Africa, north through Niger, and on to Algeria. From there, the plan is to pump the TSGP gas through the undersea trans-mediterranean pipeline to Europe or load it onto liquefied natural gas tankers for export. However, many energy experts doubt that African gas will flow into Europe in the near future, with some asserting that the pipeline may not be constructed within the next 10 years. Isaac Bati, a Nigerian public finance specialist from Abuja believes that the primary challenge for the project may be a lack of political will. Lack, well, that's true because Europe and the member countries in the pipeline cannot expect Niger to comply with the agreement despite being considered an enemy. Perhaps the Nigerian president and Europe forgot that it had planned for the pipeline That would bring benefits for all sides in this matter algeria has acted how a rational country should especially when the stakes are so high since the trans-saharan gas pipelines can bring billions of dollars to each country algeria knows that it's better to plan first and prioritize long-term goals however the nigerian president chose to be an easy target to be made a puppet leaving all his country's internal issues and forgetting the pipeline He jumped on the bandwagon to go against Niger and even ask Parliament to invade Niger. Sometimes France would have felt surprised to see how much its puppet cares for its pleasure. But in doing so, vast energy reserves. The majority of the 30 billion cubic meters of gas will originate from the Niger Delta, a coastal region on the Atlantic Ocean belonging to Nigeria, renowned for having Africa's largest oil reserves. Apart from its abundant crude oil resources, the delta also boasts significant natural gas deposits, making Nigeria the second largest gas exporter on the continent after Algeria. But without the Trans-Saharan pipeline, these reserves are worthless. However, the side pocketing the heaviest losses will be Europe. In 2021, a significant share of Europe's energy, roughly one-third, came from the burning of natural gas. This dependence on gas extended across various sectors, including power generation, transportation, and heating. For the year 2021, a substantial majority amounting to 76% of Europe's energy production involved the combustion of fossil fuels. Gas made up 34%, oil 31%, and coal 11%. The remaining energy mix included renewable sources such as hydropower, solar, wind and biofuels, contributing 14%, with nuclear power accounting for the remaining 10%. Europe's quest for alternative energy sources gained momentum due to supply constraints imposed by Russia on gas. This shows how important the trans-Saharan gas pipeline is for Europe. It's worth noting that Europe stands as the world's largest importer of natural gas. In 2021, Russia, Germany, the UK, Italy, and France collectively consumed three quarters of the continent's total energy supply, which equated to 10,073 terawatt hours generated from gas. The surge in energy prices, triggered by Russia's conflict in Ukraine, has led several European Union countries to unveil emergency measures entailing substantial financial commitments, For instance, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz introduced a $65 billion plan aimed at aiding individuals and businesses in coping with the escalating energy costs. Italy's government has also approved a $17 billion aid package designed to shield businesses and households from rising energy expenses and increasing consumer prices. French President Emmanuel Macron emphasized the need for the EU to intensify efforts in developing renewable energy resources and reforming the electricity market. Now, the European Union is in a pressing need for a comprehensive solution to tackle the challenges within its energy system. Nothing could be better than to rely on the trans-Saharan gas pipeline. However, due to France's tactics of interfering in other countries, things have started to take a wrong turn. But you should know that Niger has only warned about ending the gas pipelines, which means Europe and France still have time to keep themselves away from the Niger coup matter. Since Niger has already banned exporting LPG to Nigeria, it shows that Niger is more than serious about doing what it says. That's not a bluff, because if it was, Niger would never end LPG export, which adds a significant portion to its revenues. What do you think? Should Niger allow the Trans-Saharan gas pipeline to pass through it?
1: Ooh 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 oh 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 oh
0: How? How?